find find people who are on their journey to find people who want to grow it's all about growth this is going to be our secret okay we're going to figure it out what it means to be fulfilled what it actually means to be happy this is going to be a journey but hey we're only here once right hey guys this is Stuart, and welcome to the podcast I'd like to start off this podcast by saying thank you. Thank you to everyone who has liked, commented, subscribed, shared the podcast. For the past week, I've gone into this state of reflection, taking back feedback from you guys. And you've retaught me a very valuable lesson. One I know we all know, but at times we do need to relearn. Authenticity is the best course of action, especially when you're trying to tell a story, your story. So... Believe me when I tell you, and I say, I was extremely nervous for today's podcast. Not simply because of having to do one, because procrastination, but for the fact that I was doing my first in-person interview with Aina Healy from The Revival Rooms. Aina's story, and that of the conception of The Revival Room, is such an interesting one, and one that we can all relate to, because it centers around two things, growth and change. And asking yourself that that really hard-hitting question. The question you kind of don't want to ask because you're afraid of the answer. Am I happy where I am in life right now? Or am I just comfortable? Now, Ana's story didn't start in health and wellness. He went to college to do radio broadcast and production. He became a production technician. He was also a first responder. But he saw a change he wanted to make in his life. And he sought out... And he did it. And there were benefits. And he saw how those benefits could help other people, especially in today's high-paced, high-stressed society. And the Revival Room is another great example of growth and change because this didn't just all happen at once. This took time. And then this took time during a point in time when a certain pandemic decided to just insert itself into our lives. Everything seemed to be against him at this point in time. But he saw the changes that needed to be made, and he persisted in making them. This is... This is his story. So, we're here with Anna Healy. We're in Revival Rooms, Limerick. Tell us about your story and how we got to this point. So, well, the reason why I started floating was because I was not I was not in a good place mentally or physically so over the last 9 years I was working in a um it's a well-known manufacturing facility here in Limerick mm-hmm. and I was doing shift work so it was a month of days and a month of nights and that has its you know that has its benefits but it has a lot of downsides with sleep uh, your sleep is all over the place. There was a lot of stress in work as well. I was trying to do as much as I could. And I was kind of torn in a lot of different areas, trying to get involved in everything that I could get involved in. But it had a, it had a big mental toll on me and physical toll. And my sleep was just not good. And the thing is, I've had a very 
long history of anxiety and depression since I was in my teens, I think, kind of late teens and all throughout my 20s. I had ups and downs, you know, really, really dark times um, throughout forever, actually, for as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And all of that was, I would say, it was exacerbated by having a not a great sleep schedule with work. And let's go back to that. So you're saying that there was a toll because of your sleep on your mental health. Well, I, sleep is so important. Yeah. You know how important sleep is getting consistent, maybe not for everyone, but a, a routine and a consistent sleep schedule is probably one of the most healthiest things you can do. Mm-hmm. And I see I've, I've, I've looked into this over so long because it was so important to me. I used to be a night owl. I used to be up till four in the morning. Like I was, I was telling you before, when I was in college, I was doing radio production and music, or radio broadcasting and music production. All these kind of creative things, you might get um, a lot of, you know, your creativity just comes alive at a certain time at night, maybe. And you'll stay up late. Yeah. So the way you do, you do a lot of social media, like videos, and you do a lot of editing and, and recording. So it's the exact same when that burst of inspiration comes, you try and grasp it you and just you need to it. hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what time that is. You, you could be planning on going to bed at 10 yeah. o'clock and all of a sudden you're up till three in the morning. 3 a.m. Yeah. You're still at That's it. Like, oh. that's, that's why I stopped that side of it. I, I stopped kind of. Uh, music production and, and radio because I would just get these creative spurts late at night and I'd be up to four or five six in the morning sometimes yeah. as well so I think for me personally it was just trying to to get a lifestyle that had um, a consistent kind of sleep schedule okay yeah that was important for me because I notice when I don't sleep I'm just I don't make good decisions. I'm a bit moody. I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. I have no motivation. That's what it's like for me. I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Not enough sleep or lack of sleep at a certain time Hmm. or inconsistent sleep. Like their, their emotions are all over the place. And what is that due to? Yeah. Beats me. (laughs) I don't know, but I, I know what it feels like. Yeah. That's it. I know what it feels like. Um, but I was even taking antidepressants for 10 years, 10 years from, uh, from when I was about, when I was 20 and, you know, I'm sure that had an impact because you, you, you don't, you don't take them long term, mm. you know, they're, they're a short term solution and I totally understand the, the need for them. Because, you know, they are, they do help a lot of people. But I think I was just chopping and changing, uh, open the dose, changing constantly. I need, I needed different ones. And I kind of, that, all, all of that led me up to trying to find something else to do, which led me to floating, you know, because yeah. I tried a lot of different things and when I when I had my first float, everything changed for me. I, I decided to give up 
my antidepressants. Mm. I stopped going out the weekends. You know, that was one of the biggest changes I made. Because I, as, I, I don't know if you drink much, but alcohol destroys your sleep. It abs- it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, you can, you can sleep a little easier. You know, I think some people actually say they might have a few drinks before they go to bed. You know, yeah. I was never on that level. But um, you don't get a, a rested sleep. You know, it disrupts your deep sleep when after. And REM sleep or REM sleep? I think REM sleep. REM I don't think you even have REM sleep if you're in a due to alcohol. Yeah. I'm not too sure on that, but but that was just me going out every weekend. I used to go out every weekend and I wouldn't be rested. You know, you need a few days to rest. And I, when I started floating, I just started making a lot of lifestyle changes mm-hmm. because I felt so good from it. Yeah. You know, it made me feel really good. So I started changing a lot of my my lifestyle to keep up that feeling, that good feeling. Were you switching out certain things then? Well, what I was doing was I was actually booking, I was booking a float on a Sunday morning yeah. down in Cork because okay. that's where I could float at the time. And uh, that was just an excuse to not go out then. Yeah. So I would drive down in the morning, Sunday morning. And float, and then I started experiencing really good weekends, and my sleep improved. Yeah, majorly after my first float, and absolutely, I had eight hours sleep that night, and it was amazing. I just felt great the next day. I started making better decisions and work. Things didn't bother me as much, and when that happened, I knew there was something to this. Yeah, so I I went down to Cork again. A place called Zero Gravity Float in Cork. That's where I floated first. Yeah. Amazing place. And I floated three days after. The, my first float, I was back three days later. I was like, I need to try this again. What? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> and it was such just a strange experience. And I just felt amazing after. And then I started bringing friends and family down floating. And seeing what they thought of it. How, what their experience was like. People were very skeptical of it because... You know, it's like, oh, you can just sit in a bathtub in the dark. That's what... That's what people think when yes. they initially think of what floating is. And when yeah. they see the pictures of the pods. Mm. Yeah. I could just uh, turn off the light in my bath. Yeah. It's not the same. It's a very... It's a controlled environment. The water is heated at skin temperature. So the air, the water, and your body are the same temperature. And there's a certain... Uh, we call it specific gravity. It's like the buoyancy of the water. That's at a certain level to, you know, hold you up. And then there's no light, no sound, no taste, no to all their senses are reduced. So it's a very controlled environment. But when I was bringing friends and family down who were, like I said, who were kind of skeptical of the idea, they were getting something from it too. They felt great. And I started traveling to all the other float centers in Ireland that I could find. There's very few. There is. And at that time, there was maybe four or five. Yeah. And now there's a lot more. They're they're really kind of picking up because it is growing. Yeah, a lot of people are are finding out about it, and the benefits are just it's all word of mouth, you know. Um, Do you lo- think a lot more people are um, not so much self aware, but they're willing to try alternative forms of helping themselves rather than, like you said, short term medication that can become addictive 
or going out on the weekends to, let's say, forget the week past. Is now is like the whole society we live in is just it's just so um, it's kind of mayhem, really, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think people really are looking after themselves now. We do. We we've just come off the back of a very stressful period of time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were isolated. Everyone had to keep away from their grandparents and their parents. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, stress in in families, and it could put a big strain on families because there would have been there would have been cousins or brothers and sisters who were not following the rules let's say you know and that would have put a, a lot of strain on families but now because of that i think people are really really looking after themselves and i see just a lot of um different modalities like yoga is is absolutely huge breath work floating gyms are absolutely crazy busy now hopping yeah. yes you know uh there's just people are just really waking up to to look after themselves that is how you deal with stress mm. you know medication is not the way it can be short term of course but lifestyle your lifestyle is is who you are yeah and it's how you feel it's all your lifestyle how can your lifestyle affect you for the positive that you can take away from let's say the crutches that we need that have been given to us in society take this pill you will be okay the quick fix. The quick That's what we want. Yeah. Isn't it? The quick fix. But why is that? Why do we why aren't we willing to work on ourselves? Exactly. It's because we're so used to getting quick hits, you know, quick hits of dopamine, quick hits of everything. Whatever we want, order it online, it's here. Everything is just fast. Mm-hmm. We're that's that's the kind of society we live in. It's just a very fast paced society. What you want you can have as soon as you want it. There's no waiting. But then when it comes to personal growth, and that's a very long, long-term thing. It takes time to improve yourself. And some people just can't deal with that. The, yeah. the time it takes, the, the effort it takes, the you got to put in the work. It's what you put in, you get out. So like, like I said, lifestyle, your lifestyle is the biggest it's the biggest benefit you can give to yourself, mm-hmm. like to treat yourself right, give yourself the best chance. You're only here for like a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So why does it take our lifespan to try and be happy with ourselves? Why do you think that is? That's a very deep question. Sorry. Well, no, it's it takes our it takes our life to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. You'll learn and grow from every experience that happens. And it takes, like, who you are now, just compare yourself to who you were 10 years ago, what you thought about things, what you were doing back then. You're totally different. And that's just from picking up experience, learning from different people, whoever you have around you. I'm sure a lot of uh, people's kind of closest friends now mightn't be the people they used to hang around with 10 years ago Mm. you grow you grow out of friendships you grow out of relationships because they for lack of a better word they don't serve you anymore you know um so i think everyone is just 
growing and learning at different rates and I think you have to put yourself out there and do do the things that require a lot of work and that that's where the growth comes and what is growth growth is good question (laughs) growth is change and growth is uncomfortable but it's experience and can't really elaborate on that one it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable because i think the most uncomfortable things you can do come with the biggest growth yeah things you don't want to do the hardest things you can do are the ones that you benefit from the most yeah because you don't want to do it the way i see it now the way i see things now if i don't want to do something that makes me do it you know if it's if it's something like oh i wouldn't like that then you got to do it, hundred percent. Put yourself you, in those situations. Have you ever um, heard or read Mel Robbins and her five-second rule? I've heard of that. I, I'm I'm a constant preacher of this, where it's the fact that if you don't want to do something, but it will benefit you in the long run, count down from five and do it before you hit one. And like nice. that's even jumping into the water, like I do, like a madman, mm-hmm. or it could be actually coming and booking a float tank for the first time. Things that you wouldn't necessarily do because it's not part of your daily lifestyle, but it could benefit you. Yeah. You need to do it. If you get that, that's yourself just stopping you. It's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So you count down. Why do you think we stop ourselves? Because it's comfortable. Mm. Who wants change? Comfortable is keeping the status quo. And what's the difference, in your personal opinion, between comfortable and complacency? Never fear shadows. They simply mean there's a light somewhere nearby. Ruth E. Wrinkle. Curveball. That's a, yeah. That's something I have to, like, ask myself every day. Am I comfortable or am I being complacent and not doing work? And I find a lot of people are like that sometimes. Yes. Well, comfortable is, it's a protection. You're protecting yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, being comfortable. Now you can, you can, you can take being comfortable as in you got a house and you, you know, you're comfortable with finances, but being comfortable with, with who you are and, and what you're doing is, it's, it's, you're holding yourself back by just it's it's safe. Yeah. You know, it's safety. And it's just it's a defense. It's I think it's a psychological defense mechanism uh, that just keeps you going the way you're going because doing something you're not comfortable with is change and change can be painful. It can it can be full of anxiety. It can be you know, it can be just very difficult, strenuous and everything we try and stay away from. Everything we try to stay away from, absolutely, yeah. And what's your view on complacency? Complacency. Will we come back to that? Yeah. I'll come back to think that. about that one. Can we talk about um, the growth that you've had over the last two years? 2019, you were starting your own facility. COVID hit. Then there was stuff to do with construction to build revival rooms, which has now become one of the biggest spots in Limerick in terms of 
<laughs> it has, it has. In terms of like, I'm trying to find alternative ways of connecting with oneself. So my own personal growth? Yes. And How? revivals. Well, I had never, this is the first business for me, you know, this yeah. is not something I even thought I would ever do. I didn't think I would have a business. It was, it was really absolutely. I was working as a technician yeah, and maybe organizing some events. I liked creative things like radio and music and video production. I like all that, but I thought I was just going to be working somewhere in a factory, maybe an engineer. That's where I saw myself. You know, I had changed my my view of what my future would look like a hundred times every year. You know, I would constantly just, well, what, who am I and where do I want to go with life? So, I, but I never, I never thought I would set up a business, mm -hmm. but I just, I, I just felt so good. I felt so good from floating that I needed, I needed to give that to other people. Okay. I needed other people to experience that. And I looked around me and I could see so many people who could benefit from it. And I was like thinking, I need to facilitate that for other people. Because there is, there is um, a man... Dave, the owner of Zero Gravity Float in Cork, I had so much respect for him because when I went there, you know, the really it's really focused on your growth and it's facilitating your float. It's all about you when you when you when you go there. They really care about the customer. Yeah, and I had so much respect for him because of what he did because floating benefited him a lot, and he decided to to open this up and facilitate it for other people as well. So that's why I started here. I wanted to build a place to help people, you know, to facilitate people's change, which is why it's called revival rooms. For me, it was a, it was a revival. It just, it changed me. It did a lot for me. And I just, I, I woke up, let's say, not the hashtag woke, but <laughs> I... I just woke up, you know, that I needed to really, it's got a, like a, a kick, you know, to, to really sort my life out. So that's why I call it revival rooms because it's, it can, it can be the catalyst to change mm. for a lot of people. And I wanted this place to be just a very welcoming, friendly, customer focused, like treatment place. Yeah. You know, for all, all different walks of life. And we get everyone and anyone in here. All different ages. People for pain, for stress, for um, anxiety, depression. Just a lot of personal issues. Then there's the sports recovery. Um, yeah, people suffering burnout, sleep issues. It's anyone and everyone. And I don't know, like uh, we have, there's four of us working here now. Mm. So I have three staff members and they, I, I've kind of, we've kind of talked about it that we don't know what someone is going through when they come here, you know? So the biggest, the most important thing for, for me hiring someone now is, is someone who's compassionate 
empathetic and kind because it's all about the the clients let's say yeah you know it's the people that come here and everyone's on first name basis it's it's very friendly i try to keep it very friendly here it's not like a i didn't want it to be a spa yeah i didn't want it to be too holistic i didn't want it to be like a sports recovery place it's just straight down the middle you know it's just for everyone and that's that's the way i have this place set up you know really yeah oh shit i wouldn't say that okay yeah <laughs> older or younger 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 it's always younger <laughs> but yeah i was i was 28 when i started floating and 33 now so it, it like it, like i said it took let's say two and a half three years yeah of personal development you're just constantly bombarded with things yeah and what floating is now is a break from that it it takes it just takes you away from everything and there's no external stimulus you know there's no uh there's no light that if you wish now you can leave the light on but you're basically taking away all the external stressors of life and you're just lying in a big pod with nice warm epsom salt water there's there's 550 kgs of epsom salt in there so you know it it lifts you up it suspends you so you're suspended in this kind of body temperature liquid and it just it, it holds you up and you're not taking in any external stimulus so your mind just relaxes is there any benefits to like sensory deprivation of course yeah so just think of all the energy your brain is using to take in lights and sounds and just the feelings and pressure of you sitting on the chair where your arm is leaning um any any lights around you um notifications on your phone or anything like that your your mind is constantly taking in these senses these kind of sensory inputs and when you float in a float tank you take all that away so all the power your mind would be using to take in all these senses are it's just redirected to other areas like healing you know your mind quietens down and your body relaxes you can feel your muscles and every part of your body just relax and it's it's absolutely amazing when you say healing what do you mean by that you're taking all these stimulus away from let's say the person the entity Mm. they're left with only themselves their thoughts yeah it's redirecting there's there's vast amounts of energy going to other areas of the body, you know, just to heal itself, mm-hmm. even just mentally, um, like physically, you you get to take away pressure in all your joints, so all your your joints get to fill up a little bit, because there's no it's it's like there's no gravity in there. So with your physical benefits, and then you have your your mental benefits as well, where you're you're just you're getting a break. Your mind gets to sometimes slips into a kind of a dreaming state. Okay. You know, you're you're pretty conscious sometimes, but you're actually dreaming as well. So it's a very it can be a very strange experience. Mm. And a lot of things can come up. You can think of things that come up from your past. Random things just come and go. You might think of conversations you you've had. You might reconcile things in your head you might figure out what you need to do so in that way it's it's very healing as well because people have come out 
of the float tank and realize they need to do something. They have something to do. They have someone to call. They have um, uh, a relationship they need to resolve. I'm going to be quite inquisitive, but um, what brought you to this point now as the business owner? How do you feel from the journey that you've had? Well, when I opened first, mm-hmm. I suffered from imposter syndrome. Totally. You know that when you're you're in a position where you're like, you doubt yourself. You're like, should I be? What am I doing? Am I here? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's it is a very strange, very strange situation to be in. And that that carried on for a long time. And I still, even even maybe last week or a week ago, I've said to people in conversation, I'm not a businessman. I'm not a businessman at all. You know, this place is just for healing. It's a therapy place. You know? But I am, at the end of the day, I'm a businessman. I have to be. I have to keep this place going. I have to assume the role as the owner, yeah. the businessman, to keep it going because at the end of the day, that that's what will keep the doors open. And I remember when I when I first opened, even just charging someone was hard for me. I was just giving discounts to everyone because I felt like I couldn't like who am I to be charging someone sixty five euro for a float? Yeah, and it it was difficult. And I was trying to give out free floats to people. I said, no, I won't charge you. If someone someone I was talking to, one a friend or someone I'm acquainted with, I would I'd give them a free float. And there was some friends of mine who were saying, you can't do that, ain't it? I'm going to, I'll pay, of course, you know, this is your business. You can't, you can't just give free floats to people. Uh, and that was, that was hard for me. Yeah. That was really hard. Was that another character building moment? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And, but th- that took years. Like I said, even very recently, I'm still saying to people, oh, I'm not a businessman, but I need to, I need to really kind of accept that I am, you know? Yeah. Uh, But there was even being a manager, say running the business is one thing, dealing with staff or being a boss and having boundaries with staff and not just being, you know, friends. I'd be very open with everyone. Um, I, I would find it, I found it difficult to be a boss as opposed to being a friend yeah which to find the right balance you know i'm still figuring that out i'm still figuring that out as as time goes on so there's there's a lot to to running a business if it was just me on my own it'd be a different story but there is you know there's there's a lot to it with with having staff you know having customers dealing with people all day every day interacting with everyone on different levels so but i really enjoy it i i i think it's every day is is a new a new day yeah every day there's new circumstances that i i look back on and i can grow from them you know growth revival business friends family people that you're trying to help why does it matter like in the short, blunt 
question. Why does it matter? To me, yeah, it matters because I have been so low before. I have been through the worst. I've been through my own personal hell. And there's been times in growing up where I would have nearly succeeded in ending yeah. everything. Uh, very close, you know. I was lucky that I got out of that. And I know what it's like to go through hell and not have any outlook on life, have a really bad outlook on life and being lost and just suffering. There's so much suffering and I know people are going through that and that's what this place was for, to help people, to help that, mm. you know, to help end that suffering or give someone even a good night's sleep or a pain-free day. That's why I did this. That's what it's for. Could it be something like what you said earlier? It was a way to even consider changing a lifestyle because you liked floating so much that this person might consider coming back, might consider not going out on the weekends, might consider, you know, thinking that there is more. Absolutely. Floating isn't the cure for anything, you know, but it is a stepping stone. Yeah. The way I would consider it is just another tool in your tool belt. Yeah. you know to combat these these situations and, and feelings so if someone feels good for one day just think of all the decisions and plans they might make to further that and that can all that can happen just with one float it can happen with with getting into meditation it can happen with breath work you know there's a lot of a lot of things out there that you might only need to do once to really kind of realize that there are things out there that can help you. The snowball effect. The snowball effect, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it just takes one one session of anything, even going to the gym. Go to the gym, you know. You feel great after it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you might go home and you might get that takeaway. You might... Eat something more healthy and then you feel a little better the next day and you kind of, you see, maybe there's something to this. Yeah. It's the same with, with anything. Anything you do for yourself that's, if it's beneficial, it's a snowball effect and you don't feel so bad. You don't. And developing that character, the character that you've had to go from what you've gone through to create this place is amazing. But there's a lot of moments where you try and stop yourself. Like we said, going back to wanting to be comfortable again, complacency. How? What advice would you give someone who is going through those moments of, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, no, we'll do it in an hour. Let me watch this one more yeah. episode on Netflix. Procrastination. Procrastination station. Yeah, so I'm, I would consider myself the master procrastinator. I even have, I have five books on procrastination, which I haven't read yet. I'll get to them someday. But that, that, that is one, that's the biggest, um, uh, hurdle, hurdle Yeah. to 
change in your life. Absolutely. I'll do it tomorrow, you know. I'll watch, like you said, another episode on Netflix and two hours have gone with your time. But I still battle with that. That is something that I'm actually working on, procrastination. It's it's very, very evident in my life. Because I had, I had help from my parents um, and my family to get this off the ground. Now, I kind of oversaw a lot of things but if it was if it was left to me there was some days where I wasn't doing anything and I would need like my dad might ring me and ask me and maybe it was the 10th time he'd ask me did you get onto this guy did you get onto the builder and it would it would take me so much time to get things done yeah you know because I was just kicking everything down the road it'll happen when it happens but that's not how life works Mm. you just gotta do it you know you gotta you gotta just like you were saying even just five four three two one do it take that step absolutely but it's the same with 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 habits you know the you are your your daily habits is just a reflection of who you are yeah and it who you become your habits today is who you're going to become in the future it's all compounding so i you know, I found it very difficult to do um, do anything because it depends on your mood. If if I have a load of things to do and there's no, the way I would put it, okay, I would have my own personal deadlines, but they could be never ending. You know, if you have deadlines at work, college, school, someone else set those deadlines, so you're gonna. You have to get the work done when those deadlines are coming close. If you're procrastinating, you you might kick the can down the road and pull an all-nighter before an exam instead of studying for a couple of months beforehand like some people. But when it's it's totally up to you and there's no deadlines and you set those deadlines, then that's when procrastination can just take over and you don't do anything. It, there's a massive difference between finite and infinite. Absolutely. So finite being an external force and infinite in yourself. You could put something off that you want to do for yourself, mm-hmm. but you're not going to put something off that could benefit another person. Your Absolutely. Your teachers, your manager. Why do you think we as people, like generally, want to put other people ahead of ourselves in terms of work or ethics? Why is that? Well, a lot of people do tend to look after someone else more than they would themselves yeah and i think it's jordan peterson said treat yourself like someone that you're in charge of taking care of and that is that that comes in my mind a lot you know Um, i'm always thinking about that because we will do things for other people we will help other people we will give up our time for someone else and not give ourselves that time and not do those things for ourselves and it and the thing is like the more we benefit ourselves you know the more we help ourselves and grow and the more we can help other people yeah if you can't help yourself you can't help others you know you can't help anyone if you're trying to fill them from an empty cup of course yeah Yeah, absolutely what are your targets and ambitions my targets are 
closely guarded secret. <laughs> no. So my ambition, my ambitions for this place, I, I just want, I want to grow it. Mm-hmm. All right. There's business ambitions and personal ambitions. All right. Me personally, I, as you saw, I have hundreds of books or not hundreds, but maybe I, there's probably a hundred books About there. About more than hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to read all those. You know, I'm I'm on this this journey at the moment of just learning about everything, mm-hmm. growing personal growth, like talk therapy, breath work, floating retreats, yoga. Even I do a lot of these things now just to to learn who I am. That that's my main mission at the moment is 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 personal growth. And I'm trying to surround myself with like compassionate people and people who've been through a lot of things um, to give me advice, to give them advice, yeah, you know, to help myself and help others. And that's that's the kind of road I'm on at the moment is it's it's all personal growth. You know, I want to really figure out who I am, why I do what I do. Uh because I struggle, I used to struggle with the self, you know, with the why. And that's what I'm trying to find out. What is your why? What is my why? What is your why? What is my why? That's the most important thing because you're working towards your why. You can be working towards something, but if you don't know why you're doing it, why are you doing it, you know? Yeah. And if you know why you're doing it, you'll succeed. If there's a reason, if there's a goal that you know why, you know, you'll work towards that. So with revival rooms, ideally, I would love to have a combination of therapy, like talk therapy, like a counselor and floating. I think it's an absolutely amazing thing to do with floating because because uh, I think I, I think a lot of people should go to therapy, talk, yeah. you know talk therapy is really important and just having that time and space after a session of therapy when you go into a float tank you have an hour to think about it yeah you're not going straight back into the world the wor- that's, and that's what happens you 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 go to a counselor like i i decided i was gonna go to therapy once a week and i love it i love absolutely love going every week talk about work relationships interactions i've had how how i might deal with things better um because i want i want another opinion on the way i see the world yeah and things might come up and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of integration needed after a therapy session if you've done the work but as soon as you're finished your session you're just out into the world again Mm-hmm. and it's just busy yeah you forget about it so what i would love is to have a therapist here that might be a couple of years down the line but doing a, a combination of talk therapy and floating would be amazing i think for for a lot of people because yeah. you have that space you have that hour to mull things over to really think about what just came up what you're what you talked about and then maybe journal or or just reflect after as well 
Let's go into this. What advice would you give someone trying to build themselves, their characteristics? Help themselves. What advice would you give? I think... Well, one, one of the most profound experiences I've ever had, well, I've had recently in the last couple of years, has been breathwork. Mm-hmm. Have you done breathwork? I've done deep breathing from deep the Wim, breathing. Wim Hof method. Yeah, so it's it's similar but not the same. So breath work is something that was absolutely amazing for me. It just it brought up a lot of things. It was like a gateway to to the kind of holistic um, life, really. Uh, so. I, there was there's um there's a guy Ronan O'Brien. Right, he does Breathwave Ireland. He's called. He's on Instagram. You could you could find him. He does breathwork every Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So when I started doing breathwork, I had these amazing experiences. It was like kind of emotional release, trauma release. Different things would come up, and he does retreats then as well. So I started going on these retreats with him. And meeting like-minded people, people who are all interested in personal development and growth, and it it kind of it cemented my my belief. <laughs> I'm not too sure. <laughs> it it kept me on that track of kind of wanting to grow wanting to figure out things out because i'm surrounding myself with people that are on the same journey all right so i think my advice to someone would be to surround yourself with people who also want to grow that's brilliant yeah surround yourself with people that really understand a struggle or understand they want to change or you want to change and you know that they're they might have found different things that work for them they might have uh they might have an audiobook recommendation they might have a book recommendation they might have a retreat that they've been on they you know everyone is sharing and open sharing their experiences and learning and growing off each other and there's compassion and there's understanding and i think you need to find those people. Yeah. You need to have that around you to really spur you on, to keep you on track. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most important things you can do is just be careful who you spend your time with and and really try to surround yourself with with people who are open. That's a good one. Yeah. On their journey too. Yeah. They're not closed. Because who we give our time to is probably the biggest investment we can ever make. Because time is our greatest commodity. Mm-hmm. We only have about, on average, 70 to 95 years. True. And what happens if you give 10 of those years to someone who just takes away? Yes. Yeah. It's even, even staying in a relationship that's not working for you. Mm-hmm. If it's not working for you. Do something about it. Yeah. Even friends, if they're, you know, 
just for example let's go out this weekend and you don't want to go out this weekend you want to do something else you want to go hiking or something and they just convince you ah, come on out ah, come out um you know say no say no to things like that and just just find find people who are on their journey too yeah find people who wanna grow it's all about growth so today's podcast was brought to you from the revival room in a healy's passion project turned into his life where he tries to help other people find themselves have a safe space so anna thank you for being on with us today thank you Stuart. it's been amazing has it yeah <laughs> i don't know about that yet hopefully like i've actually recorded the audio and it's not all messed up and i need sure. to come back in a week <laughs> but this is something that i was i would say very anxious about doing yeah i did not want to do this did you not you know i i love the idea of doing a podcast because i have so much to talk about and i love people's experience as well yeah and this was a big deal for me to be able to do this yeah and because i didn't want to do it i just said yes i'll do it that's crazy because um trying to do the podcast even last night like there was a whole thing i was procrastinating because i was so like anxious to do this today and then you know five four three two one guys i thoroughly thoroughly hope you liked this podcast if you did please give a thumbs up like comment subscribe tell me what you'd like to hear next what we can discuss next tell me who you'd like me to bring on for interviews but for now i'm going to say a farewell a good evening good morning good night wherever you've listened to this whenever you've listened to this i hope your day is both well and the day you deserve let's chat soon okay <laughs>